Hello friends, welcome to the Hillside Church Podcast. My name is Brad and I serve Hillside Church as the lead pastor. We're so glad to be able to share God's word with you in this way. God has so much in store for you and for your life. And one of the ways God works in our lives is through the study of his word, like the message you're about to hear. Our prayer for you is that as you share in this message, if it's me preaching or if it's someone else, is that God's word would minister to your heart and life in a most powerful way. Thanks again for being part of our church family. God bless you. Good morning, church. Great to, um, what a great opportunity to speak. Not my favorite thing to do, but I love to give our pastor a little break. And, you know, God tends to put things on part from time to time that I would like to communicate. And so here I am. Um, I have to say, it's, it'll actually be, Matt, one year next Sunday that I have been here. And I wasn't going to say this, but I, I have fallen in love with this church. And it's every time I, I get to know another person and another person, I'm just like, I just, like, I have this, honestly, I have this deep just love and affection for the Church of Christ and this particular body of Christ. And so, yeah, I just wanted to communicate that to you. <laughs> kind of awkward, but I don't know. It's just the way I feel. I really love the church. So, um, Happy Father's Day to all the dads in the room. And um, I, uh, this morning I'm going to um, speak on hearing God's voice. And we're going to talk a little bit about why he speaks, um, how he speaks, like why, why God speaks to us personally, um, not like in the Old Testament when he only spoke to specific people, how he speaks, how to discern God's voice, and how to listen well. And I got a new little, I was praying this morning, I said, God, if there's any, um, if there's a new thing that you want to um, just pop in today, um, let me know. And then all of a sudden he just popped in that for those of you that already hear God quite well and you're quite versed in that and comfortable with that, I wanted to challenge you to ask him for new ways to hear him. So maybe you always hear him through the word or you... Um, I don't know, you get visions or you hear an audible voice. I don't know how you hear God's voice. Um, but, but ask God, are there other ways you want to speak to me? Or are there other ways that you are speaking to me? Um, and he will reveal those things to you. So that's my new thing. Um, I have to share before we pray that um, one of my biggest delights in hearing God's voice, um, God speak to me, is when he shares something with me about his character and who he is. And I feel like he just kind of shared a secret with me that no one else knows. And there's, um, there's a verse in, this happened to me a couple years ago, and I just, I just love this whole concept. And I feel like when I re was reading the word, and this is where it's personal, I was reading the word and then I learned this about God and who he is and how he works, um, I just was, it just warmed my heart. So it's from Jeremiah chapter 3, and it's verse 19, and then we're going to jump down to verse 22. And it says, um, I thought to myself, this is God speaking, I would love to treat you as my own children. I wanted nothing more than to give you this beautiful land, the finest possession in the world. And that was one thing I'd all of a sudden, oh, God loves to give us things, things that have value, like things, really. 
And that was just kind of a cool thought. I thought, oh, that's cool. And then the next verse said, I looked forward to you calling me father. And I wanted you never to turn from me. Do I need to use the other mic? Okay. Um, And then it goes down to um, verse 22, and it says, My wayward children, says the Lord, come back to me, and I will heal your wayward heart. And um, and I, I was just struck by how, like, when, when we stray from the Lord a little bit, and then we come back to him, the first thing that he wants to do is he wants to heal our hearts. He's not like, oh, here's the list of all the things that you did wrong, and I need you to repent. He's already forgiven that, and the first thing he wants to do is heal your heart. So I just wanted to let you know that, and um, I just let's pray and jump into a couple things this morning. So, Father, um, I thank you that um, you're, you want us to call you Father. And so we purpose in our hearts to call you Father more often, to acknowledge you. We know now that you like that, that that brings you joy. And so we call you Father. And I thank you, Father, that you heal our wayward hearts. And I pray that we will become a church that are good listeners. I pray and release great breakthrough for every single individual here. I pray that there would be breakthrough in hearing your voice. And so we give this morning to you and you, we ask for you to speak, us, speak to us in more profound ways than you ever have before. In Jesus' name, amen. So last few weeks, Pastor Brad has been talking about dangerous prayers. Some of them are pretty, I don't know that I want to pray that. Here I am, Lord, send me. Because he might send me somewhere else, right? <laughs> um, but they're also, they're dangerous conversations. We're having a conversation with God. It's not just a prayer to him, but we're waiting for him to respond. He's telling us, he's giving us information. He's telling us what, what he thinks. And last Sunday was about um, how we are to trust God even when his directions to us just don't make sense. And all of these types of prayers, all of our conversations with God, not only are they us talking to him, they require us to listen and then to respond. And I would say that if you're feeling a little dry or a little stuck maybe in your relationship with with the Lord, that perhaps you've heard him, but maybe you've just haven't responded to what he said to you. And I want to give you like a little push, like to think about that and begin to respond to what he said to you. And I want to remind you too, that even the hidden prayer of your heart, the one that you don't, that prayer you don't dare uh, say, but it's in your heart, he hears that prayer too. And he is responding to that. And he has a word for you and he wants you to hear him. Um, he longs for you to hear him. Um, and he speaks, he speaks to us in so many different ways, which we'll get to in a minute. And I just think that he does that because we're all so different. And we, tend, we can hear God in different ways. Um, so those of us maybe that are feeling a little stuck right now, maybe you're not sure 
Um, you're like, is it me? Is it, is it God? I don't know. And so you just kind of stay there because you're not sure. Some of us feel like, well, we can't hear God. God only speaks to leaders or pastors or people who are really mature in the Lord. Um, sometimes we feel like maybe we're just not worthy. Like, why would he speak to me? I'm just me. But he wants relationship with you. Uh, some of us don't even know how he speaks to us. And think you think you've never heard God before. Some of us depend on others to hear for us. So we do that, I think, because it's easy. And then you're not responsible. <laughs> um, or you just think that he doesn't speak to you that the other person maybe is more worthy or they have a closer relationship with God so they can hear better. But I will challenge you that I have seen young believers, brand new believers, sometimes can hear God better than me because they don't have all this knowledge to get in the way and they just bang, hear God's voice and it's so beautiful. Sometimes we have a fear of getting it wrong. Like what if I hear, think I hear him and then I embark on this journey or project or I make a decision and then all of a sudden things go sideways and you're like, oh no, I got that one wrong. And then from then on, you're afraid to step into that. So we're just going to break that fear. If you've had that happen to you, we're just going to break that right now in the name of Jesus and release a brand new trusting and able, being able to hear his voice. I have two little testimonies, short little testimonies that I want to share that actually kind of led to speaking about this. Um, I have a young friend. She's about 25. I've mentored her since she was in grade eight. And we were having a conversation a couple weeks ago. She lives in BC, so we were um, messenger video thing. Anyway, um, so she was just having some, some challenges. And one of the challenges that she's um, kind of come up against recently is that her brain has gotten very loud and very busy and sometimes overtaking things when she's needing to do something else. And she had a situation where all of a sudden her brain became what she called very loud. And it was just like, and she was in a situation and she just left. And then God told her, you need to go back on stage. She was actually leading worship. <laughs> she was le leading the next song. And so she listened and went back on stage and led that song. And she said to me, she said, I realized at that moment that God can cut through the loud brain. So for those of you that have maybe struggled with that at times or maybe all the time and your brain is just going and it's really loud, you know what? God can cut through the loud brain. He can speak to you. He's God. So wanted to encourage you with that. And the other example is a young girl named Aria. Um, she's actually John and Annalie's daughter in Estonia. I was with them um, at convention about a month ago, and we were praying for her family. And while we were praying, I saw in my imagination um, a picture of some dominoes, and that John, all he had to do was blow on one domino, and it would send all those dominoes down. And I felt like that was um, a picture of the strongholds that were in that country. They've had a really tough time breaking through. And I felt that all he had to do was just blow on that one domino and all those strongholds were going to go down. So I'm explaining this and Arya interrupts me and she's like, 
Like, did you see a picture? Like, how did you see that? And I said, well, I didn't see like a vision, you know, <laughs> some beautiful film in front of me. I just saw it in my imagination and it just like plopped in my head and I just checked with God, is that from you? And I felt it was and I asked him what it meant and then I shared it and she's like, oh, I didn't know that God could speak through my imagination. And she said, when we were praying, I saw Jesus and she went on to explain what she saw and I said, Arya, you're hearing God's voice. And her dad shared with me later that she has been asking God to speak to her. And she's been really struggling with that. And she didn't know all along that he's been speaking to her. So it was a really big breakthrough for her. I want to say at that point that um, those of us who believe in Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit in us. So children, teenagers, everybody, it doesn't matter on your age. So if you're young and you've accepted Jesus, you have the same Holy Spirit that is in your mom and dad. You have, there's no junior Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. So you can hear God just as well as an adult can hear God. Okay, so please hear me on that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. So anyway, we're going to go into the new covenant and the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. Because um, in the old covenant or the old, that's the old agreement before Jesus came. God did not speak to people personally. He spoke to a leader and he spoke to a prophet. He spoke to the priest. Um, but now God speaks to us personally. We can all hear him. It's because of the new covenant, the new agreement. So let's take a look at Hebrews 1, verses 1 to 2. And this is what it says. It says, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. So if he spoke many times in many ways, then he does so now. But that was just through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. So another like single person. And this is when the new covenant or the new agreement then began to be put in place when the Holy Spirit was given to us. So Jesus actually prepares his disciples. And uh, we're going to look at John 16 verse 7. And he said to them, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. Now, the advocate is the Holy Spirit. He won't come to you unless I go away. But if I go, I will send him to you. And just a little bit prior to that, in John 15, he also explains what's going to happen. And he says this, if you obey me, of me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. So Jesus was an advocate. So an advocate is somebody who stands up for you, who stands in the gap for you, who speaks to you, who um, speaks for you. Uh, he, I will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Did you catch that? Later he will be in you. And we know in Acts chapter 2 that they were filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. Um, but in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, 
the prophets and the others um, who heard from God, the Holy Spirit was with them or temporarily filled them, enabling them to speak. And in the, uh, in the Gospels, we see that Jesus was with them. But once Jesus left, the Holy Spirit would fill them and be in them. And um, I was explaining this to my grandkids and my youngest grandchild, Dawson, he um, pipes in and interrupts me and says, and then he broke out the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yep, Dawson, that's exactly what happened. He broke out the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, if you've been in the book of Acts for a while, that the book of Acts is an exciting book. It's my favorite book of the Bible. And it documents many, many exciting examples of how God speaks to us and spoke to the disciples, which is an example of how God speaks to us as well. So I want you to be encouraged um, by that if you get into that and um, start reading the word there. So we see Paul talking to believers in 1 Corinthians 6.19, and he says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? So I just want to um, read from a little excerpt from a book that um, it's called Not a Fan by Kyle Eidelman. And this is actually the student edition. I did a, like a little study with a bunch of students. So this is the student edi edition. Um, actually, he's in Right Now Media. I think the study for this is in Right Now Media if you want to do it with your, with your uh, teens. So I'm going to read from here, and it's about hearing from God and how we hear from God now versus the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. He says, sometimes I hear people talk about the different, um, talk about the different men and women of the Old Testament, and there's a hint of jealousy. They may say it or just insinuate it, but here's what they communicate. What would it have been like to hear God's voice and see him move in such powerful ways? I wish it was the same for us as it was for those stories we read about in scripture. When I get to heaven, I can't wait to ask David, Elijah, or Moses what it was like. But I think it will be just the opposite in heaven. Before we can ask David what it was like to slay the giant and to win battles, he'll say, tell me, what, it was, what was it like on earth to have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and giving you strength when you're weak? We might say to Moses, what was it like to follow that cloud, something you could see by day, by day and the fire by night? What was it like to meet with God face to face on the mountain? And Moses might say, I had to climb that mountain to meet with God. You tell me what it was like to have him dwell with you every day. What was it like to have the Holy Spirit giving you directions when you didn't know where to go or what to do? What was it like to live on earth um, and have the Holy Spirit giving you joy when you're depressed or giving you the power to overcome sin in your life. And I'm like, oh, okay. I've got the Holy Spirit in me all the time. Every day, he does not leave. So that new agreement was put in place with Jesus being the perfect and ultimate sacrifice for our sin. So the priests used to make the sacrifice go into the holy place or the holy of holies and talk with God. And that was the people's connection. Now we have the opportunity to have constant connection with God the Father because of Jesus. And it's the only way we can be friends with God is to have that constant connection. So again, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is in you and it's through the Holy Spirit 
our advocate, that we hear God's voice. He's in us, and we don't need to wait for the right moment. He's in us all the time. He doesn't leave us. So, exactly how does God speak? So, one of the main ways, I say, I think the main way he speaks to us is through the word. It's his permanent letter to us that we can resource at any time. So um, I gave out a few letters today to some students. So um, I just want to know, there are three students I gave letters to. I just want to know if you had a chance or if you've read your letter. Have you read your letter, Gianna? Yeah? How about you guys back there? Oh, okay. So Jacob, you read your letter. I hope it was encouraging. Okay, was your letter encouraging? Okay, cool. Um, so it's the same for us. Evan chose not to open his letter. We can do the same thing. We can choose not to open our letter and take a look. And even though it's a kind of a general, um, meant for a general audience, God also makes it personal. I actually told Evan not to open his letter. You can open your letter now. <laughs> but, we can, but we can choose whether we want to open that letter or not. We could even open the letter and even read it. Or we could open the letter and go, oh, that's way too much writing. <laughs> I can't read all that. Well, get somebody to read it to you. Or read it in chunks. Um, but then you have it, right? And you can keep that and you can go back to it. Now, I want to say what I wrote you is not the word of God. It is me trying to hear from God and then writing you a note because I did not know you guys at all. So I had to totally trust the Holy Spirit to write you notes. I might have got it wrong. So you'll want to always test. When somebody speaks a word over you or gives you a word, you always want to test it. And one of the ways you can test it is you can go to your parents or a mentor, um, but always go to the Lord and check with him. Is this from you? Because sometimes us humans get it wrong, right? So the word, he speaks through the word. He speaks through an audible voice or a still quiet voice. I have not heard an audible voice. I have not heard a still quiet voice. Anybody here heard an audible voice? Ah, we have one couple people who have heard an audible voice. I think Pastor Brad shared with me a time where he's heard an audible voice. My um, Pastor Terry's heard an audible voice. My pastor from Vancouver. Um, he's only heard God's voice audibly once. Um, so it's not super common, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to hear. I would like to, maybe that's my new way of hearing God's voice. That'd be really cool. Um, then you know for sure, right? You just know without a doubt. Um, but often he'll speak to our hearts, kind of through the core of your spirit, through the Holy Spirit. So um, we're impelled sometimes, or we are prompted to do something. Anybody get that? Are you just kind of prompted to do something? Yeah, I was prompted to go into Savon for chips and chocolate. Um, I'm serious. I was compelled to go to Savon to buy chips and chocolate. Probably the better thing would have been maybe apples and bananas or something like that, or but um, I went and I bought chips and chocolate and at the till was this young woman that I had mentored really lightly kind of a few years ago and we hadn't seen her for a long time and she was working at the till and I had this divine appointment amazing conversation with her she ends up coming back to church giving her life back to the Lord 
Like, and I'm just in my head, I'm still confused. Why did you tell me to go to Savon for chips and chocolate? <laughs> I guess I could have just walked in and not bought anything, but anyway. So sometimes he compels us and we just need to test it out. And that was, you know, that, that wasn't, actually that wasn't a risk at all. Well, it <laughs> wasn't a risk at all. Um, but I will encourage you to take little risks. Um, sometimes it's a feeling, it's um, an idea. All of a sudden we get an idea in our head. He leads us, Luke 4, 1 says that. Sometimes he wakes us up and then gives us instruction. Peter was woken up and given instructions. Sometimes it's a vision, like a movie. Um, I have a lot of friends who see visions. I have never seen a vision like a movie. Um, that would be another area, a new way I'd like to hear God. That would be super cool. Um, in our imagination, um, like I shared earlier, colors sometimes. Sometimes images are just one word. Nature, we hear God in nature. Um, music is another way. Now that's kind of through humans speaking really, or humans creating, but through music we hear God. I was in a very, very um, difficult situation, probably about 13 years ago, and I was um, going to sleep. I was, it was an awkward situation. I was hurting. I was broken. I was devastated. And it was just like, just so awkward. But I went, I went to sleep and just kind of wondering how this was all going to work out. And um, I woke up in the middle of the night with a song going through my head. And it was a Jeremy Camp song called The Healing Hand of God, Reaching Out and Touching You. That was going through my head as I was sleeping. Oh, I forgot this one. He speaks like through dreams. Um, so I've got, I have gotten a couple of God dreams. I always know when they're a God dream. Um, so he just ministered. And then I was just, okay, God, I know you're going to heal me. I didn't feel any different in the moment except for that I was able to trust him more completely. He speaks through people, um, through books, which is through people, sometimes through movies and stuff, but we always, we have to be discerning with that. God spoke to me once through a TV show. I was just walking, watching a documentary, and this guy had, um, they were interviewing a man, and it was about a situation that was very traumatic that had happened, and it was 20 years prior, and he's still vengeful and bitter about this situation, rightfully so, but then God spoke to me, and I was kind of in a funk at that time. I was just like, meh, just watching this show. And then God says to me, Lori, if you don't forgive, you're going to look like him. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, he totally appealed to my vanity, knowing me, <laughs> that in 20 years I didn't want to look like that guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then my next words were, well, show me how to forgive, because I don't know how to forgive. And then he did, and he went on and took me on a beautiful journey of forgiveness and healed my heart. Anyway, all right. So, God can speak to us lots of different ways, but we need to discern, like, how do we learn to discern? Like, is it God? Is it me? Is it the enemy? Is it outside influence? I find it interesting that with social media these days, they... They're called influencers, but we have to be careful with what we're allowing to influence our lives, what we're allowing to influence our lives. 
So be cognizant of who and what you are filling your day with. So a couple things you can do is you can test it out. You can take little risks and start to learn. Oh, was that God's voice or was that me? So I was doing this a couple of years ago, like being very purposeful in it. And so I thought I heard God's voice about, I'm going and talking to a girl at a bus stop. So I go trucking over to the bus stop and I start talking to this girl. She completely ignores me. Bus comes, she hops on the bus and I'm just like, but I noticed that she had headphones in. So that she wasn't like, like purposely ignoring me, but I was just like, okay guess that was me. <laughs> and, and no one's like, you know, I was embarrassed for myself, but no one saw. But little tests like that, just test it out and see, was it God or was it me? I'm going to try this. Uh, I feel prompted. I'm thinking about somebody. Text your friend and encourage them. I did that the other day. I'm trying to think of who I did it with. It was really odd because it wasn't somebody I communicate with a lot. Um, oh, I know. It was a, um, the children's uh, director at... Um, at the Mission Church in, Van in uh, BC. And I texted her an encouraging note, and she's like, thank you, I really, really needed that today. So that's just simply, you're prompted. So I wanna encourage you to do that. So test it out. Ask for confirmation. Ask a mentor or a friend or a parent if you're young. Um, a lot of times what I do, if I think I've heard something, I'll write it out, and then I just camp on it for a little bit, especially if it's really <laughs> like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's new, or that's an idea I'm not sure I want to go down, you know, I'll, I'll write it out, and I'll just camp on it, and I'll ask the Lord for confirmation, and I'll ask others, I'll talk to others about what I've heard, and ask them to pray for me and, and give me confirmation for or against that. Um, does it line up with scripture is really important, and does it line up with God's character? In order to know that, you need to know God. And so you need to be reading about who he is and what he says in order to know that it lines up. Now, if you're kind of new to the word, then go to somebody who's more mature and have them help you because they would know, does it line up with God's word? Does it line up with scripture? So learn to discern and practice. You know what? You're going to get better. Um, so on to our next little one on being friends with God. And do you realize that he wants friendship with you? He wants relationship. He's not holding out on you. Um, I love this verse, and there's so many verses that talk about this, but I've just picked one, and it says, it's Psalm 27, verse 8, and it says, my heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. Come, talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. He's wanting you to come and chat with him, talk with him. So I want to tell you that even if your life is a bit of a mess, or maybe it's a big mess right now, he still speaks. And it's because Jesus made a way that we can come into that throne room with boldness and he will partner with us. He wants to partner with you even if life is really messy. I had an experience where um, in my um, walk with the Lord, I gave my heart to the Lord when I was 19. 
And in that time frame, there was about seven years where I fell away from the Lord and I wasn't going to church. I didn't stop believing in him, but I was not reading the word. I was not having, you know, any type of quiet personal time with him and not going to church. And my husband at the time and I were um, driving from Vancouver back to home and we knew a, uh, a friend of ours had, was in the hospital with a brain tumor and my husband wanted to stop in and visit him. And I was like, well, no, I don't really want to. I actually had a workout planned and I didn't want to stop in and visit the guy with the brain tumor because I needed to get to my workout. Okay, that's where I was at, people. <laughs> but I conceded and in we went. And we walk in, and Michael has a Bible on his nightstand. He's not a Christian, and he's sleeping, and we're standing there. And then he wakes up, and he's like, oh, I am so glad you are here. I went to the chapel this morning, and I got on my knees, and I prayed, God, you need to send me someone. And then he went back to his room, went to bed, slept, woke up. We're standing there. And I knew in that moment, even though I was far away from the Lord, that I needed to lead him to the Lord. And so I led him to the Lord, and he lived for about another nine months, but his life was different from that moment. He had peace. He knew where he was going, and his relationship with the Lord just grew like 10 years of church, like in nine months. And um, so God can use broken pots and he can use us when we're in the middle of a mess. And I know you don't feel worthy, but he makes us worthy. So, you know, in my experience, it's not just direction and things he wants to talk to us about. He wants to tell us really special things about ourselves, about who you are, about what your call is. He wants to give you encouragement. Maybe he wants to correct um, the way we think about ourselves or maybe correct a direction that we're going in. He just, he wants to show us more of who he is. And sometimes we forget about that delightful little place, just him showing us more of who he is. And this scripture is not on the, on the slides, but I was just um, reading in my Bible. And uh, this was a little while ago where he just showed me something, a little thing about who he is. And it comes from 1 Corinthians 2, verses, um, I think, 9, 9 through 16. And it says this. I'm just going to recap it. I'm not going to read it. It says, through the Holy Spirit, we can, number one, find out what God has prepared for us. We can discover the wonderful things that he has freely given us. Through the Holy Spirit, we can discover God's deep secrets. Seriously? We can discover God's deep secrets. Like, wow, there's so much more for you in hearing God's voice than maybe you thought. We can understand his thoughts. How does that work? Understanding God's thoughts? And it's because the word says, because we have the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ. And remember, students... Remember people who have children and grandchildren, there's no junior Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage you to work with your, with your kids and your grandkids and kids you're mentoring on the, the fact that they can hear God. So just in closing, what's my response? Like, 
We could just end here. Okay, great. We've learned all these things. But it's important to respond when God speaks to us. Um, so I hope he's spoken to you today. I hope that you've gotten a little, you know what? I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to ask God to speak to me in different ways. I'm going to, I think maybe now I believe that God speaks to me. So I'm going to ask God to speak to me more. And maybe cut through the loud brain, right? Because he can. So back to that verse, um, Psalm 27, verse 8. When the Lord says, come and talk with me, what's our response? Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming right now. I'm just dropping everything. I'm coming right now. And you know what? If we don't drop anything and we come two minutes later, he's still okay with that. All right? So here's a couple tips. Stop talking. Just listen. And it's okay that maybe we can't actually stop thoughts from going through our head. So just let those thoughts go, but stop talking and allow him to speak to you. He'll speak to you through those thoughts. Um, create space and time for him to actually say something. You, do any of you have like friends that just talk all the time? You can't get a word in edgewise. Sometimes that's us, right? With, with God. It, read his letters, read his word. It's a permanent resource. It's personal. Be expectant. And um, there's one verse I want to share with you. It's Psalm 32, 8. I was just in a very difficult time. I didn't know which way things were going. Things had changed suddenly in my life. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was, it was just crazy. And so I had written down everything that concerned me, that was on my heart, that I didn't know what was going to happen. And I wrote it all down. And then I went back and looked at the word. And there was this verse. So here I've written all my concerns, and then this is it. The Lord says, I will guide you, Lori, along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you, and I will watch over you. And I felt God's presence in the room in that moment, and I knew that I was going to be okay. Nothing changed in that moment, but I knew that he was going to make it okay. So anyway, that's a keeper for me. I use that one all the time. Show me ways you've spoken in the past. That's a really good prayer. Just go with God. Show me way. I think that some of you have had God speak to you like lots, and you didn't realize it. So it would be really cool to write those things down. Oh, God, you spoke to me this way. Oh, and you spoke to me when... So you can do that. You can write things down. You can draw if you're an a artist. Um, get a mentor or a friend to help you hear. We can also ask God, is there anything that is blocking me from hearing you? So it might be fear of making a mistake. It might be an attitude. It might be a lifestyle choice. And he will just listen, and then we respond, right? Ask him questions, but then wait. Give him a chance to speak. You could say, like, God, what do you want to say to me today? He can cut through the loud brain, so don't give up. So if you hear God's voice frequently, again, I want to challenge you to ask God to speak to you in different ways. Yeah, why not mix it up? It would be kind of cool to start hearing God in different ways. Um, and also I want to challenge you, if you hear God's voice well, to help others, to help mentor them and help them believe that God speaks to them and that they can hear his voice. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to pray 
And then I'm going to bless you, and yeah, we're just going to walk together in learning to hear God's voice better and be a church that is known for listening really well. So Father, I thank you that, um, that you bring to us new and fresh ways to speak to us. Father, I pray that each one of us would be open to maybe the new way you want to speak to us. I pray that those of us that have had a challenge with hearing your voice, um, that you would just break open the ability to hear you with such fluidity and transformation that this would be a time where it, they just begin to thrive in their relationship with you. So we release breakthrough over those people. And I pray, Father, that you would just quiet our minds to be able to hear you. And when we're really loud and we can't make shut that down, I just pray that you would speak really loud. And so we trust you. We trust you when we don't know or we don't understand the plans that you have for us. And we trust that you are speaking to us, even if we're young. And we thank you. And we love you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Grandma used to pray out Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family. And that includes you. And we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hillside Airdrie. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdrie.ca. Or you can go to hillsideairdrie.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on our pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know his hope, know his purpose, and know his power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go. Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Khaki pants and a polo shirt. Y'all know I put up a fight. She said, son, one day you'll thank me for having God in your life. Yeah, I know she was right Yeah, my mama was right Cause now I'm talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus She got me talking to Jesus Yeah, my mama was right Come on, y'all Cause now I'm talking to Jesus Yeah, I love talking to Jesus I'll be talking to Jesus for the rest of my life. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, I've got three of my own now. Trying to raise them upright My oldest is 15 <laughs> I remember what that was like Trying to deal with the drama Trying to figure out the questions in life 
And I've been looking for a way to show him how to make it all right. Yeah. Then he walked in my room. I was saying my prayers the other night. He said I'll come back later. I can tell you've got a lot on your mind. I said it's not an eruption, no, no. You couldn't pick a better time. 'Cause I was just talking to Jesus. Come over and give it a try. We started talking to Jesus. We started talking to Jesus. We started talking to Jesus. Oh, yeah. And now he's talking to Jesus. Thank God he's talking to Jesus. I hope he's talking to Jesus. It's not a religion, no, no, no. No, it's more like a friendship. So just talk to your father like you are his kid. Just start talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. 'Cause you can talk to Jesus whenever. Just start talking to Jesus. Just start talking to Jesus. Just keep talking to Jesus yeah, for the rest of your life. Now we're sitting at the Ryman on an ordinary Sunday night. These past few weeks have been heavy. Been hard to put on a smile, and I know that life feels crazy. But the darker day, the brighter the light. So just keep talking to Jesus. The only way, the truth, and the light. What a friend we have, Jesus. What a friend.
man. Can you help me please thank Mr. Thomas Rhett?